Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. In this episode, I am interviewing Hassan Webby. He is the founder of an app called Duty. Duty is a very interesting concept in sports and social media and apps. And he's going to tell us a little bit more about it today and how his vision for for the app and for how we do sports now and how we could be doing sports in the future to make it much more enjoyable, much more social and meet more people, um, I think is quite an innovative concept. And it's one of those ideas that make me question like, why were we not doing this before? But I'm so glad that he thought of it. And when he approached me a couple years ago, or maybe a year or so ago, and he told me about his idea, I said, this is a fantastic idea. Um, so I'm really happy to see that it's it's come to life. Um, and you'll learn more about what is duty? How does it work? How is it different from other sports apps? Um, what is it doing that other apps or other sport communities could not do. So a little bit about Hassan. He's a seasoned management consultant. We actually used to work together a long time ago um, in one of the big consulting firms. And his specialty is in real estate investments, operating models, and PPPs. He's advised on city-scale developments for leading developers across the 17 countries in the MENA region. Um, and his experience is quite detailed and you'll hear throughout this interview how that experience got him thinking about how we play sports, where parks are located and how we behave in the community. He's also worked for organizations such as KPMG, JLL, PWC, and AT Kearney. He's also, um, a senior advisor for the housing program in KSA. So, of course, as someone who loves and plays sports, but he also has a deep understanding of how we participate in sports and why it's important to have sports within your community and have an accessible community. And he's making it more accessible through his newly developed app. And as I'm sure you're aware, if you're listening in this month, the month of November, this is the month in Dubai where it's a 30 by 30, 30 days of 30 minutes of exercise or movement challenge, which is really great. And there's loads of free activities and and sport classes and different things, fitness classes around the city in different pockets and different communities. So this could be a really good month to go out and try the app. Um, or after this month, it might be something that you might be curious about and you want to check it out. And for those of you that are outside Dubai, hopefully, I think in the future, you will see duty will be coming your way. But let's learn more from Hassan about duty. Hello, Hassan, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we're really excited to have you here and learn a little bit more about what you're doing and what you've been up to with your new app, which I won't go into any details at this moment. I'll wait for you to share that with us. Well, thank you, Pamela, for hosting me and great to you know speak to you and to your audience about uh, what you've been up to. So let's start from um, the beginning, because a lot of people listening, um, while they're not familiar with duty, but 
Um, why don't you kind of start from the beginning, share a little bit about yourself and your journey to how you got to, to this point? Well, I mean, um, let me let me start first by not briefing people about uh, what's duty. I like to highlight why duty. Okay. Um, so the idea, first of all, started in 2013 or 2014. Uh, luckily, I didn't uh, pursue the opportunity then because uh, building any tech platform has been... Um, had been quite expensive. Uh, I would say two or three times more expensive than it is today. With the COVID um, hitting and having to stay home, and as you know, 50% of people gained weight. Uh, I was one of those people. So being a consultant, I was all the time researching um, for you know good ways to lose weight, to connect with people, and that's where I felt like there's something missing out there. I got a bike home. It wasn't helping. And then I realized, I started to, to see the many articles in this part of the world and white papers about the diabetes, which you're expert in, in that domain, the high obesity rates. Um, and they all stem from a simple fact of low sports participation rate. There were also other... Uh, factors uh, pushing people, you know, not to exercise enough. There, there's high level of anxiety, and this is on a global scale. Um, there's hidden problems such as loneliness, uh, feeling, um, you know, um, not belonging to a certain community. And that's where I felt like, uh, yeah, we need to see what the sports tech is doing. How the, How is that helping uh, people in the mission? And, uh, of course, my research started from um, interest, first of all, to becoming more of a consultant, as, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a consultant myself, a consultant digging into a problem and further researching information because the problem is, is, is really huge. It's like it would impact all of our life in a way or another. So, and I started to, I, I, I started to download different, um, different sports applications out there. And I was struck with, with, with my um, uh, findings. Effectively, I noticed that, I mean, there are big names in the sports tech industry, but I mean, most of the applications, they serve a certain vertical. Like there's something for the cycling. There's another thing for the fitness. There's a lot of things happening in the fitness world. However, I have my remarks over there. And there's something for the pitch booking or the court booking. And I was like, why is it so fragmented? And, and here we can, we can take a step back and start figuring out how we can compare different industries. Like if you want to buy something, you just go to Amazon. If you want to book a hotel, you go to hotel.com, to booking.com. These, these uh, platforms are quite profound in what they do. However, if you were to look, or even if you want to buy uh, uh, buy food as a delivery, like you go to platforms and it kind of jumps on top to, to your top of, of your head, it's like immediately and you buy. But when it comes to finding a group, going on a hike, going on a scuba diving trip, uh, want to do football or yoga, etc., we get lost. There are some applications out there where you can join a yoga class. But the social aspect, it's like you figure out what you can do. Um, and this is, this is the real problem out there. It's like how to bring people together, how to motivate them. And of course, we, you know, we developed the platform. 
which I'll be sharing more about. But this is more of the, you know, the thinking process and the journey from um, why duty and what we wanted uh, to do. What I missed to tell you here, and which is also quite important, when I was doing this research, I was advising the housing program in Saudi Arabia as part of Vision 2030. And the housing program, just to put perspective to for people to imagine what has been achieved there over three years in the first phase uh, between 2018 and 2020, they signed 350,000 contracts for new homes, for grand la uh, land grants. And this is huge. So me being part of the part of the team, being exposed to all of these new physical communities, realizing that our communities need to be more active, um, realizing that we need the platform to connect people and bring them together. I was like, hold on, Hassan. What I'm working on as a profession should be utilized to bring people more together. And I was like, I have to pursue this. Um, realizing that it's 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 a it's like you know what they say it's a problem much bigger than us, and that's what's driving it has been driving us for almost two years from research to prototype development to soft launching to launching and then building traction to where we are today. So this is uh, the story in a nutshell. Um, Happy to kind of elaborate further on where we stand and how, you know, um, our platform could help people and their sports and wellness missions. That's a great story. And yeah, where you talk about the problem is, you know, bigger than us. And I always say that because, you know, a lot of the things that those of us that have left the consulting world and started businesses in is to solve a problem. And the yeah. problem is much bigger than us, but we have to start somewhere. It's not, you can't look away. It can't be unseen. And when you, if you can take all of those skills and everything you've done and contribute to the solution, it's quite a satisfying thing. But it also, it's not about like us feeling satisfied. It's about really solving this problem for a lot of people. Um, because I think everything that you've touched on is absolutely true. People are very intimidated by starting something new or seeking out a new sport or, you know, what do we do? We're like that kind of like kid going into the sport team for the first time. And you, you know, you feel really scared and really worried about it. Actually, I was just invited to try paddle last night for the first time, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, I really enjoyed it. But again, like going in like first time, I don't know the rules. What do I do? I mean, everyone there was like so lovely and, and helpful. But initially, we're, we're not wired to always expect that that's going to happen. All of those insecurities come back. And then if we're feeling out of shape, or if you've never played the game before, and you have no idea, but you really want to do it, it can be super, super intimidating. So taking all of those fears and anxieties out of it is is really tricky. Mm. So how so I have many like areas to touch on here. So how does the duty app then support that? By how how does it support exactly or encourage people to not be so fearful or so worried or so scared to to join yeah. something? 
Yeah, so so um, of course, when we wanted to build Duri, we didn't focus on the booking side of it. There are many sports booking applications, and they're all, with all due respect, and some of them are extremely successful. We're not here to criticize, but the sport as an industry, we believe that it works different from, hey, I'm hungry, I want to order some food. The sport is more about the community aspect. It's more of the social aspect. I like that you just touch upon your, I mean, you trying to paddle tennis. I haven't tried it myself, but. Oh, you <laughs> yes. have to. It's so fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm, we're we're going to book it in the duty app and we're going to meet up. But yeah. we need, we want two more people because what I learned last night is the court is quite wide. Yeah. And at one point it was me against my husband and one of our friends and yeah. I got a good yeah. workout, but okay. Yeah. We, we can find someone on the app to join us or like sure. at least so definitely well so what i like about paddle from just an observer as we speak it's it's very social you don't need an need to be like compared to tennis tennis needs a special technique you need to train on the technique paddle is like you can just you know hit the ball and enjoy and have have fun and then with time you can pick up the uh, the, the technique and this is what this is what people like to do. Like, um, I mean, I don't know if it's, it, it sounds funny, but when you go to gym, okay, um, I'm not a big fan of a gym myself um, for many reasons. Like some people are really, really want to look good, really want to have the six packs. They have the passion to keep, you know, um, carrying weights, etc. Personally, I'm more driven by the social. Statistically speaking and scientifically speaking, first of all, the penetration rate for the gym is only 3.7% globally, on a global scale. So there are many people who believe in what I'm saying. And also scientifically and psychologically speaking, we all prefer social games or sports rather than you know, just going, facing the mirror and pumping our muscles. It's, it's more fun. Um, when we look at cities globally who, um, where they're known for good lifestyle or healthy lifestyle, um, you wouldn't expect them to go to the gym every day or to even do sports every day. But their lifestyle is driven around cycling to work, walking to work. And this is, this is the mixtures that we're looking for. It's how to bring people together without them putting a lot of effort. And this is what we, the formula that we, wanted to kind of find. And we believe we found it. So we've built a social network app dedicated to the sports, wellness, and adventure activities where it has a booking uh, a feature or booking engine as a marketplace. But the main, the predominant thing about Duty is that it's social. It's a social network. Uh, the name comes from my dude or my dudette. So it's reflects, you know, in Arabic, we say Habibi, Yalla Habibi. So we're trying to mimic the same thing. It's like duty and Habibi mixed together just to say that you're looking for a sports buddy, a buddy so that's, that's where duty can help you. If, you. if you used to play football, for example, and now you change cities and you move to Dubai and you're looking for people to, to play football with you, this is where you connect, you edit your profile, you tell the, you tell the app and people that, you like to play football, and then people will find you. You start connecting with people. So this is the first thing that we focus 
uh, we focus on. Uh, we always want, we, I mean, we always get the feedback that, oh, Hassan, the opportunities are, are endless, but you need, it will be for quite difficult for you to kind of build that traction across all different sports and activities. Um, and fact is, it's much easier because once you tell, once we told the audience that we're quite diverse, we don't focus on a certain vertical, people were quite interested to see, is this really happening? So there's the curiosity, that's one thing. Second, when we're focusing on the social aspect, I hear quite often, Hassan, finally, we can connect with people to do some sports wellness and not just go to a bar and just chuck some beers, you know? This is something that we miss in our lives. We don't have it. I mean, it doesn't happen quite often that we're meeting people over a fun sport activity. And it's a new dimension. And this is where, where I mean, if we were to really be successful on duty, it's not the valuation, it's not the bookings, how many people are booked, but it's really people joining the platform to start connecting together. And then, as we mentioned, it's a social network. Like how many, how many hours do we spend on average on a global scale just flipping Instagram or TikTok or Facebook just to see what's happening around us? Too many hours on 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 a lot of those platforms that it's not productive, I would say. Exactly. Now, just imagine having millions of people on this platform browsing all people around you doing sports. I don't I can't I can't I can't think of something more motivational than seeing the whole city around you just on fire. Someone playing football, someone playing paddle, and it's all for fun, not only competing, but it's for fun, becoming more social. Um, um, you already say it's, it's facilitating access to a lot of different um, uh, activities. And I want to touch upon something. Like you just mentioned, you joined Paddle because we hear quite often about uh, Paddle. There are also people who like to try different sports just out of curiosity. Like personally, okay, I've always wanted to, to try cricket for a while because just flipping the ball is not the easiest thing, by the way. But I was like, how can I go and try? I have I have some friends who play, but or I know people who play, but I don't know where do they play, etc. And this is this is something that we cannot figure out. So we added, of course, one of the features, which is, which is a social sports map where you can find activities around you in the city, etc. Of course, I don't want to get into the technicalities of the application, but yes, the focus here is to build a social sport network platform that kind of brings anyone and simply enough if we missed a sports out there today we have over we identified over 130 sports um and we didn't build the platform vertically we built it horizontally like there are certain features that let's say in golf okay in golf golf applications are very specific that to add, it's like to book a certain, uh, what do you say, um, uh, the different fields. Exa exactly. So it's it's quite difficult. It has its own specifics. But at the same time, you can still meet and say that, hey, we're going to play there without the technicalities within that, within um, uh, that sport. Um, and 
hopefully, I mean, so far we launched in June. In three months' time, we have over 2,500 users on the platform. Very high engagement rate. So despite being an early stage startup, uh, I think the community has responded to, to say, has responded enough for us to say that, yes, we're up for something. We're aiming for 50,000 users in the first year. Um, of course, quite ambitious for any new application out there. But as I mentioned, um, as a social network platform, we expect to hit the what they call the network effect between three to five K users. And we're almost there. So once we hit grow over 3K, we would expect to spend less on marketing because there would be the word of mouth which is the play. So we're up to a social sports mission and hope uh, we'll, be, we'll be positively adding value to our communities. Amazing. So do you have then within the app, like uh, let's say I'm just starting a sport or wanting to try something the first time, like you want to try cricket, are people able to find somewhere they can go as a beginner? Are there different levels within or do they, they just work that out socially when they're chatting? Yeah. Um, there are two things here um, driven by the technicalities within that. First of all, you can rate yourself um, to tell the audience how good you are at a certain sport. Okay. Uh, of course, this will be further enhanced to get rating from your peers or your friends in a, in a way just to give more realistic uh, approach, but we're delaying this kind of sophisticated um, uh, rating thing. But yes, you can tell the audience how good you are. And then, of course, the more sophisticated in a certain sports uh, uh, field, they would be able to you know, pick people who are more relevant. So this is one thing. Second, you know, um, there is a key factor to bring people to the app, which is the social engagement activities that we're planning, okay? Just telling people we are a cool app and we're up for a great impact to our communities is, is nice to hear. But without us also bringing certain sports programs where, let's say, there might be like a tournament for paddle tennis just because we picked up on paddle, um, there's a tournament for experts or advanced players, but there's also pickup games for paddle. Join us on Thursday. You can meet more people and play together. So this is the element that applications usually don't have because the other sports are oh, book the court and come with your friends. Oh, we can match you with others. It goes beyond that. Ludi goes beyond that. It's where we schedule for people um, sports programs around different activities. Um, we just finalized an annual calendar of activities. And this is where, I mean, we can talk about it as well. And as part of this annual calendar of activities, we identified top 10 sports in the UAE. So there will be something that at least 80 to 90% of people around UAE across the, the 200 nationalities around us that can find and join. Purpose is to be is to to be social, and of course there will be tournaments for more advanced um, uh, level. Realizing this, 
we are partnering with you know operators to help on that because you know our our priority is to strengthen the technology to make it easier for people to find such activities and to find each other so and then one thing that actually when i was listening i'm total like when i'm sitting in my car or sometimes walking outside with the dog i'll listen to a lot of podcasts and i forget which one it was the other day but they were talking about you know sports and health and wellness which is are things i listen to a lot and they made a really valid point where and i see that also even now to your point about real estate projects and as i mentioned before we started we're you know going to have to to move and we're looking to figure out where and what neighborhood and when people are trying to you know pitch their neighborhood or their house or whatever it is they're like oh and it's going to have like a a gym and a wellness center and a this and a that and it's it's almost becoming and they even mentioned there was this one upcoming um neighborhood somewhere that it's like going to be one of the best five-star hotels in the world, health and wellness lifestyle. And, and, and I just, I, for, you know, out of curiosity, of course, I said, tell me how much does that cost? Because it, the brand, the name, and I think they said like houses were starting at uh, like around 20 million Durham or, I mean, it was, it was out there. Okay. It was definitely a very large figure. It might even be more than what I'm saying. I don't remember. And then this podcast, like, cause I'm like, why, you know, okay. Some people want to be in this like elite neighborhood, but when we start talking about health and wellness, especially now in the last few years, and I don't know how that happened. I think Maybe because eating healthy is more expensive than eating unhealthy, eating organic, it's more expensive because it costs more for people to have organic things, uh, certification of coaches and gyms and opening all these places costs money. So somewhere along the way, it became this kind of perception that being healthy and doing these things, you must have money, or it speaks to like a certain class of people or a certain income level, I should say, when it really shouldn't, uh, you know, like as a community of sports, it should be for everyone. So, so what do you say to that challenge that we see in the health and wellness industry? Yeah. Um, there are a couple of points that you, you triggered here, Pamela. Thank you for, for that. First of all, uh, among, if you go to Global Wellness Institute, they have very good research out there. One of the segments under wellness, when I say we say wellness, it's the, well, it's the wellness, it's the hiking, it's the adventure and sports. Um, it's called uh, real estate wellness. And it is the most rising segment under wellness. Real estate wellness is the integration of sports facilities within our real estate. Okay, now. Is it expensive? I don't think it is expensive. It's more expensive to, you know, put marble glading out there and marble finishing and the way we live normal. I had a very interesting discussion with um, a CEO of a very reputable real estate development company in Saudi. And the key topic was there that 
I mean, it could sound like a code that we came up with, but it, sound, it was like the new luxury is sustainability. Luxury is not about the marble finish and the, all of these glittering lights. So to add wellness facilities within our communities, uh, good cycling and side, uh, sidewalks for people to walk is not expensive. It would be more expensive it's actually more expensive to ignore because we're paying it somewhere else in the healthcare bill. So this is this is one side of the real estate. Now, um, some people expect to, okay, but we need to add a gym or whatever. It's not about just adding a gym. It's building the communities and an integrated approach whereby you can walk, you can easily reach your, your, your office, different communities having cycling access to each other, like when we look at Copenhagen as a city, 60% cycle to work. Sydney, uh, Amsterdam, I mean, there was a, there is a map that I saw uh, just a few weeks ago showing the cycling uh, density within Amsterdam and, and those cities. It's, it's beyond reach. It's beyond imagination. It's like you can cycle from anywhere to, 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 to another. You don't need to go. This is why people, I mean, it's not about, oh, because of the weather. Trust me. People can adapt. Maybe the they, weather. They cycle in the freezing rain. Exactly. <laughs> Which exactly. is the other extreme I mean, of what we have here. Exactly. And um, people adapt. Of course, the heat in the summer uh, over two or three months is, I mean, not everyone, anyone can, can cope with, but that doesn't mean the other nine months people cannot uh, cycle. So this is one, one, one segment out there, which is real estate wellness. Then we need to start thinking of, I mean, if we were to address real estate as different sectors, of course, within our residential communities, it costs nothing. I mean, it costs nothing from the perspective of building a residential community to have a basketball court, a football court, a cricket uh, a court. It costs nothing. I mean, you can build it within the gardens that you have, just provide those facilities. And from our perspective, digitizing those take us 10 minutes where people can easily, like we can digitize the asset where people can book it just to keep it organized. Why I'm saying keeping it organized because around our cities, some neighborhoods have a certain park just to play for 15 or 30 minutes. You have to wait in line like two hours. So you need the digitization out there. Okay. First of all, to organize what's happening, to organize, to better organize the activities around them. This is one. Second, to put it on the map. So putting those uh, facilities on the map helps people access those facilities. Help, helps them realize that, oh, I can, if this pitch is closed, but there's another pitch five minutes away, we can, we can uh, also reach. So this is, again, from the big perspective that we want, we want to uh, identify. What's missing in our new modern world, and this could sound like, like really, really huge thing. We don't have the data on a global scale of who plays football on Monday, but goes hiking on, on Saturday. Such data is missing. Like we know where people go, we know where people walk, we know whatever. Um, there are the different solutions for, of the wearables that tells you how many steps you're making. And that's it. But understanding our behavior as communities of who does what on, on, on different days and building 
on that from governmental perspective, from high-level perspective, to be able to better serve or better build the communities for the new generations. This is something that we don't have, unless I'm, I'm mistaken, but I can, based on the feedback that we got from the, our accelerator program mentors and many people, yes, we have applications for cycling, like called Strava, they're amazing. They have 100 million people of cycling, cyclists, triathletes, people who like swimming. I mean, this is the this is the, their focus, and they do partner with municipalities on the data analytics of where people cycle, etc. Because municipalities need to know where people are cycling to know if if there's a better way to plan those roads to add more um, health and safety standards. So there's many things that we need to cater uh, to over there. But of course, if you use Strava, you wouldn't be able to use it for football. Or if you play, if you would like to go yoga, so you need to, uh, to download another application. And who's where's that aggregator? It doesn't exist. We believe with Doody we are able to, to play that role because this is where we built it without any speciality. It's sport for us is X. Like if you want to do yoga with Pamela, we can add it in two seconds. So we built the infrastructure and the architecture of our platform in a very flexible way um, so that we're able to capture more data without digging too much into, um, into those, uh, those sports. So yes, um, and as you hinted, uh, our communities are ready. Uh, the post-COVID area brings a lot of opportunities in wellness. Like people are aware, more aware about their health and their well-being uh, uh, nowadays, and they are pursuing activities more than uh, ever in this uh, in this industry. There is, I mean, if we look at the pro projections, sport tech, for example, is expected to grow by over seventeen point nine percent. This is this is. This is just one, one figure. Uh, the overall, I mean, if we look at the healthcare industry valued at 8.4 billion, sorry, trillion dollars globally, representing 10% of the global GDP, while wellness is at 4.4 or 4.3. Uh, um, so it's like half of it. If we look at the growth rates, healthcare is growing between six to 8% over the past 10 years based on different reports, sports tech is growing in double digits. So yes, people are, are keen to kind of grow that pillar and, and sports and wellness not only need to impact our lives um, uh, more effectively, but it will contribute to our economies um, in, a, in, a, in a more positive, uh, a positive way, especially in the GCs. So, in in summary, then back to the question about making it accessible for everyone. So it sounds like your app does do that and bring it together, but there's also a responsibility within the communities to build the facilities and make it easier and cheaper for people to access as well. Exactly. Actually, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, find a reason why real estate developers would not provide more sports facilities for free. Uh, I believe the, from a money perspective, 
um, money is not in the booking the court. It's what goes around the court. Like you can do a lot of retail around courts. You can, um, there's advertisement to be done, sponsorship of, sponsor a huge word. When we speak sponsorship in Europe, on the, in the US, NBA, for example, or Premier League in, in the UK. And then think of sponsorship of, of sports in this part of the world. It's, it's, it's a drop in an ocean. Um, so, yeah, there's much more money to be made around the sports facilities. And then start thinking of the more you facilitate access to sport activities, there's also the talent development for the youth and for the kids. And that also has its own kind of economic impact as, as they grow. Like, why is the Premier League, or like two months ago, um, AC Milan was sold for like 1.5 billion dollars that's one club in, in Italy it's not Real Madrid for example or Barcelona or Manchester United who has the fame that being the most expensive clubs in the world football clubs in the world and this part of the world we need to get there and it doesn't we don't get there by just like you know injecting more money it kind of takes the whole community moving in a way to do more activities and facilitating this and I, I think we 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 are at the right time for this. Yeah, kids and sport is so important, and not just to grow local talent so that they become football stars, but for those that aren't going to become football stars, to teach them healthy habits, to teach them leadership, to you know give them self confidence. There's so many other things other than just building yeah. the superstar. Actually, Malcolm Gladwell has a very interesting discussion about this very topic, about the way sports has changed for kind of high school students in this level player. Not everybody is like the all-star player, mm. um, but everybody kind of needs sports. But somewhere along the way, we lost focus of what you're talking about, where it's part of the community and part of you know our general life and then also the social aspect of it. And not just getting out there and being social, but also there's research that shows that we're healthier when we're social, when we're around people, not yeah. social through the social media <laughs> um, apps that we we mentioned, but like physically social. So not only does the physical help, but the, the social social part as well. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Diapoint Coaching and Training. We offer different coaching packages to meet your different needs, whether it's a quick start health coaching package or maybe a three-month coaching transformation that you're in need of, we can support you. We also offer some personalized health evaluations, diabetes doula consultations, and more. Please visit the diapointshop.com and visit our coaching and wellness page to learn more. If you're still not sure, sign up for a free discovery call. And we can talk more about what you're looking for, what your needs are, and about how coaching might support you. And it's free. Now back to the show. So in addition to sports, though, also within the app, you you have some coaches, you have some other things as well that complement the sports. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, of course, what we see on the app from in terms of the diversity of sport, I mean, is great as a start. But I would say this is just us scratching the surface. 
Um, today we have uh, around 55 to 60 vendors. I wouldn't say two or three of those would have would be in the same vertical. Um, in total, we did identify over 130 or 140 sports. So you can imagine that every sport would there be a lot of vendors serving that in the in the future. So what you can find today on Duty is you can find yoga instructors, you can find meditation activities, um, energy healers. Uh, this is on our wellness life coaches as well that would help you uh, in, in your wellness uh, missions. Then you can find football activities, basketball activities, and paddle those activities. We're kind of getting engaged in a way to organize uh, on, a, on an annual calendar perspective. You can find uh, hiking, adventure travel as well. Like just in October, one of the groups are traveling to um, to Kilimanjaro. Uh, others are going to the base camp and uh, and Mount Everest. So yeah, there is um, of course if you want to uh, go, let's say paddle boarding around the palm, you can find some activities. Or if you want to go scuba diving in Fujairah, you can also find activities. So yeah, there is there is uh, a lot of diversity. We are definitely at the stage where you know, um, trying to onboard a lot of those uh, vendors. And there's something, there's something, uh, you know, I would say, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's something that we didn't figure, we didn't notice before. Some of the, what do you say, vendors were familiar with that. We, we know the websites that offer huge discounts. And they that was like their ultimate objective. And that's for the lack of a proper platform for them. When you go, let's say, to a big retailer, even if if they have, even though even if they have their own website, e-commerce platform, they still let's say list with Amazon or Noon because it's another sales channel. In in this in the sports wellness and adventure industry, there is no marketplace that brings everything together. So this is, I mean, to your question, yes, there is a huge diversity that uh, of what we have right now, but we believe that. This is not even five or ten percent of the potential that we want to get to. Uh, our targets, I mean, we hit our target for the first three months of lunch, which was to grow over fifty. But um, we want to grow over two fifty, two hundred vendors between two hundred to two fifty uh, just in the first year. And we're talking about the UAE only. Uh, we already got more some interest from the states, from Europe, and predominantly from Saudi, like we have great interest from Saudi. Just imagine within a year or two years time, you would travel, use duty to see what activities you had have around the city. And here you get to, we were talking about sports, wellness and adventure. Here you kind of talking about a clash or an intersecting point, if clash is not the right word, between the wellness industry and tourism at the same time. And that's something that's something also, I mean, where do we see that? Yes, we all travel to watch an NBA match. That's where sports and tourism has, but it's driven by the big events usually. Um, we're bringing it to a city level, whereby let's say someone is going to study somewhere else. It might sound like I'm dreaming too many right now, but this is fact. The app is there. We just need to grow right now. We need to scale. Like someone would, would would go to study in a different city in Europe, for example, 
having such a platform would help them engage within a healthy environment to be more active. That's to address your point as the impact for the youth. Okay. Again, if if um, many people visit Dubai, okay, or move to Dubai, and we've seen a like a huge uh, increase in the population lately for the expo, and uh, you know, um, in 2022, um, many people socialize around the club or or a restaurant or or something else. But we see interest, huge interest of people socializing around sport, just to what you mentioned. Um, uh, yourself. And again, um, we go back to the first point. Does a sports app help? Sport book? No. It is, that's why it's a social network that brings people. And this is our promise to connect you with people, with sports enthusiasts of the same interest and bring you unprecedented social sports experience because we believe that's, that's what uh, has been missing. I love that. And I see so much potential once you take it outside the UAE. I mean, it's great that it's here, but what an even unique way to travel. If you, let's say you like a sport and what a very unique cultural experience just to play basketball or paddle with some people when you're on holiday or you got a business trip for a few weeks. And, you know, it's, as we know from the consulting world, it's not a lot of fun to be just sitting in your hotel room and then you most likely won't go to the hotel gym because that's not very inspiring. So what an amazing um, concept to be able to do that. It's kind of instantly, it's not even related, not the same industry, but Airbnb came to mind because Airbnb just started with some guys that needed a room for a conference or a place to stay. And then it started very locally. And then now look at where Airbnb is today. So why could we not do the same thing for sports? Uh, speaking of Airbnb, they just added an adventure uh, booking uh, function to their website. Oh, no way. I didn't see that. When exactly. did they do that? Because I just used Airbnb over the summer. Yeah, just just uh, lately because, you know, there's quite a big synergy of people traveling somewhere, yet booking, uh, booking uh, somewhere else. Just by the way, just because you mentioned this, okay? Something that I hope people start to think of on a, not a big scale, it's on a huge scale, okay? So if we look at Strava or we look at ClassPass, these are the most successful stories in the sport tech industry, both valued between one to 1.5 to $2 billion. When you look at social networks, Facebook, they're valued at 150 billion plus, okay? So there's, there's, you know, I mean, There's so much to bring from a social network and sports together. Problem that the social network applications are not catering too well. How many people, how many vendors push notifications and advertisements on Instagram that tells them, contact us or message us? Because the business model of those platforms is comes from advertisement predominantly. They added the marketplace, but we all have comments on that marketplace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and also the algorithm, what's seen, what's not seen. Exactly. Very, very. Exactly. So what we did and to help vendors with, with, with duty, you don't post and just contact. You post, you put your packages and you put your activities in the, just the same page and the, just the same platform. 
So when people like what you do, they can just click the second page and make the booking straight away. And this captures huge commercial value that the big, big players in the social media are kind of figuring out. Um, and this is a statement that we want uh, to make. The statement is not only that we want to impact people through um, sports and wellness, but even in the social media platform, um, the industry is not old enough. It's just 20 years ago. That's when it started, 2025 maximum. And compared to other industries, I believe social media is at its infancy stage. With whatever we see, there's more to be seen. There's more technologies to be integrated, such as the NFTs, such as the, the metaverse. We do have that in mind. We have some ideas to figure out as we grow our, um, our pool of, you know, uh, users and get more funding into the application. However, most importantly, the statement out there, we did address the gap between social media and the commercial bookings. And at the same time, um, this is a social network app with embedded with huge CSR, huge corporate social responsibility, because it's all about sports. It's all about getting active. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we have full respect and appreciation for people who like to show off their fashion in a way or different lifestyle activities. But I think that's not, definitely that's not what duty is about. Um, we want to definitely grow as, as big as other social uh, network platforms. And we like to say that, you know, LinkedIn is the social network platform for the professional world. It's the social marketplace for the mm -hmm. professional world. Sports world has nothing. Um, and we want to fill that, that gap on a global scale. And hopefully, of course, with you know your support, Pamela, <laughs> tapping into the healthcare industry as well and guiding us through what people need, uh, we can achieve a lot together. Yeah, I I think that you can definitely do it. There's definitely a need for it. I think it's just you know people are so like you said used to some of these other just like booking apps or different things like this where mm -hmm. we're creatures of habit. If we already have that, and just you know understanding new models of doing things but once once they do it i think it will and find out how easy it is and meet other people i think you know it will continue to grow so i think you're doing an amazing thing that definitely hopefully will change the world yes <laughs> for the better <laughs> for the better of course of course yeah. for the better yeah. All right. So we will put the links for the app um and your social media as well in the show notes so that way people can find you um mm. and and sign up like go join uh don't don't wait and and give it a try and you know go find a new sport or go find a sport you're already doing and get out there and and join yeah. duty and be social in your sports exactly well thank you uh, Pamela uh, a lot for this opportunity uh, of course the app is free for everyone to join what we care about is to get your feedback and uh, your audience uh, feedback. That's the only and the best way to help us improve. Um, we are at the very early stage as well. So this is the best time 
us to get feedback, work on it before we start scaling. Our our schedule is, um, or our plan for the next three to six months is to further optimize the platform and add certain localization features. Um, we believe Q1 or Q2 in 2023 um, will be somewhere other than the UAE. Of course, this is something that will be um, revealed on social media platforms, especially on LinkedIn. And uh, their point would be the, the first to know about it. Oh, thank you. Now, we'll let people know. I mean, I want a great time to join then the app because then you can give Hassan your feedback yeah. and you can be part of that that experience, which is which would be pretty amazing. And if you're struggling, you know, I, I can't not say it with with some health challenges or you want to get healthier. Uh, what a what a great, great place to start. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much Thanks. for joining. And we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. I want to, again, thank Hassan so much for joining us on the show today and giving us a little more insight to the Duty app. I hope this has inspired you to become more active, get out in your community, and sports is always a great way to meet more people that are interested in the same things that you are. And as Hassan pointed out, it's not just only about team sports. It could be other things. There's yoga in the app. There's coaching in the app. I also have some of um, my coaching there, or if I'm having free um, master classes and things, you can find those in duty. But it's not about it because I'm there. It's about other things that you might want to try that you've been curious about and you don't know where to start. And one thing I can say about the app, and I've met a lot of the people um, that Hassan brought together for the first launch of duty. They are all super qualified experts in their areas. So it's not just another sport app where you can go find um, just anyone doing sports, but you have a real opportunity to learn from qualified experts in their fields. So please go check it out today. Thank you again so much for joining us. If you like the podcast, please rate it and review us on where you get your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much.